This is Low Carb Mom, your weekly support resource for maintaining a keto or low carb lifestyle. We keep you on track with a tip of the week idea, low carb resources, and a meal plan for the next seven days. Use this resource to stay focused and motivated to continue on your low carb lifestyle. I'm Elizabeth, and today I'm on a walk with Mickey. And as part of an active part of the low-carb lifestyle, I am just on a walk and doing the show from here. And this week, we're going to focus on insulin, not weight. Since diet does not affect weight immediately, when we have some different kinds of foods uh, on one day, then we will probably not notice our weight changing It's just too long or too big of a goal to be affected by diet. So it can be too easy to put off your starting point and also allow for cheat meals, for snacks, for desserts. Have you ever had a family member like an aunt or a mom who tells you one bite isn't going to kill you? And usually it's because she's sharing with you a new recipe or a traditional recipe, something at the holidays, something very important that you should taste it, but it's full of carbs. And usually, let's face it, I think we do the cost-benefit analysis in our heads really quickly and realize that that little piece of whatever is worth eating to satisfy that moment. So if you're too focused on your weight as the end goal, then the negative effect of that one bite of your aunt's special dessert seems insignificant next to the insult, the absolute insult of refusing to taste that bite. I mean, you're going to hear about that afterwards. Your weight will change as a result of a long-term cumulative effect of your diet on your metabolism. But how do we leverage this idea, this fact, to motivate our behavior moment to moment? I have found that the trick for me, and maybe this will work for you as well. So what happens to your body when you eat that cheat meal, for example? You don't gain weight. So it's not really a big deal if you if you do cheat or you do fail, but you do cause your pancreas to release insulin and that stimulates the production of new fat tissue and inhibits the use of fat tissue for energy. So you're not going to burn fat tissue. So if your long term diet has caused you to become insulin resistant, in addition to all that, then your pancreas will be producing even more insulin just to have the necessary effect of managing your blood sugar. Once you eat that bite, your blood sugar goes up. Your body knows it automatically has to manage that, so it's going to be creating more. And you may be insulin resistant without being diagnosed insulin resistant. You're probably somewhere on the continuum if you are even listening to this podcast. So no matter where you are on your path to health, reducing the intake of sugars and carbohydrates will mean an instant reduction in the production of insulin. So that's going to happen today. You may not reach ketosis or even become technically low carb, whatever that means. But when you simply reduce your production of insulin on that day, your metabolism is going to begin to shift that day. And it'll continue to shift and shift and shift every single day that you just keep on adding an extra step. But it happens that day, that moment, not not three years from now when you reach your goal. So you will have succeeded in something on that day, and you can give yourself that little motivation. 
it has a direct impact on your things like your blood pressure. You know, when you have a, that insulin influx and you have that high blood sugar or that increase in blood sugar, it doesn't even have to be high. It has an impact on your blood pressure right in that moment. So shift your mindset from weight loss to insulin control in order to build those positive habits. You can check your blood sugar if you want in the morning. That's very useful, especially if you're diabetic and your doctor will already have talked to you about that, if that's the case. You can also check before and after meals using a blood sugar monitor if you want to get a sense of how that cheat meal is going to affect you. Go ahead and do, a, do an experiment on yourself. If you want more detail than that, you can use a continuous blood sugar monitor, uh, which is a patch that you attach to your arm. And it's a little bit more difficult to get those things. It depends where you live and uh, what kind of restrictions are around those devices, whether you can get a uh, doctor's note subscription prescription <laughs> to get that. And then you'll have to pay uh, for a subscription to get the service attached because you have to change out the patches every so often. Well, I think that these are very, very useful metrics, and I'm kind of envious of people who have access to the continuous blood sugar monitor. I think I would love to do that, but it is expensive, and I have not needed them in order to lose weight with a low-carb diet. So I simply try to remember as often as I can, if I eat this now, I will produce insulin now. And if I keep my motivation in mind, which is to live and to avoid the medical intervention that I have looming on the horizon or to survive that medical intervention, um, those two things together with, you know, together with remembering about insulin every single time you eat has to do with insulin. Anyway, I hope that helps you. It helped me a lot. I'm going to talk to you about some resources that I have come across this week. Um, these have been extremely useful. They are in the newsletter. I'll just tell you what they are right now. One of them is a video. It's quite old. I think it's eight years old. Uh, I, the, the link is in the newsletter at www.lowcarbmom.ca. You have to put the W's in in order to uh, get the page to come up. It's a subdomain issue. It's a 16-minute video. I think it's eight years old. And you may find it a little boring, but you can kind of fast forward to the most replayed parts to get the basic message if that's what you want to do. Or watch it and re-watch it if you want to learn about the physiology of insulin and glucagon. It's a slideshow presentation about the competing roles of insulin and glucagon, including their effects on glucose homeostasis. Metabolism is complex with the many, many systems that are operating in concert. And I am not a doctor, so I don't know about these things, but the people that put these presentations together on the internet, <laughs> on YouTube, are doctors. Those are the people that I will be recommending. So it can be very useful to have a basic idea of what happens when we change what we eat. It helps to convince us. And I feel like we need to be convinced at every moment, at every step of the way. The second thing that I found that ties into this topic 
of insulin resistance and such is a podcast. Um, well, you all know about Joe Rogan. So it's a podcast um, on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. It's number 1701 with Rhonda Patrick, who's very often on the Joe Rogan show. I have linked to 1701 because the most important points are contained in the first 15 minutes of this three-hour show where Dr. Patrick discusses her foray into the keto diet where she just starts it and she's explaining why she decided to give it a try and how challenging it was to stay in ketosis. So if you're thinking about starting or you are just starting and you're putting some elements together but maybe you're not seeing any success just yet... You might not have all the ideas together, and even doctors like Dr. Rhonda Patrick struggle with this at the very beginning. So she believes that most people who think that they are eating a keto diet are not actually achieving a state of ketosis, which is probably true. It's very, very challenging to identify and restrict carbs while adding enough fat into the diet. So she highlights fat as an important thing. And that's, that's important and it's difficult for people because people are afraid of fat. They're very afraid of fat. So that's one of the things that has to go up if you want your carbs to go down because, because that's just how math works. So she particularly warns about prepared foods that are labeled keto in stores. And I fully agree with this. I have had the same experience where you get the keto foods and then you try them in your diet and they knock you out of ketosis. Why? Because each item might be under 20 uh, grams of carbs, but you need to be total like under 20 grams of, at the very least, net carbs in your day. You could be a little bit more than that. My point is, if you're eating it all in that one treat, it can be very challenging to stay under for the rest of the day. So those things can be misleading. Plus, they're very highly processed foods, even if they are supposed to be healthy and low carb. So that can be very, very tricky. Uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is discoverable on other platforms as well. You can go to her website, which is linked on the newsletter for this week. This week, we are going to be repeating some recipes. So now I'm talking about the meal plan for this week. I'm repeating some recipes, although to be honest, there are still, it's only week two, and there are still quite a few new recipes. So I am going to have to put multiple recipes on each day. And I think what I've discovered is that if you are getting multiple newsletters uh, sent through my Substack and through other people's Substacks that you might subscribe to, they come to you all in one email, which is very convenient and doesn't blow up your mailbox. So I think I'm going to just go ahead and send you those recipes one at a time in each day when, when I need to get you those recipes, because they're just practical. They're needed for what I've given you for a meal plan. And of course, you can always mix up that meal plan. Let's take a quick look at what the meal plan is this week. So I have included a few of my favorites. One of them is a chocolate muffin, double chocolate muffin. It can be for breakfast. I usually eat it for dessert. A tomato soup. It's a really, really good, rich tomato soup. And some creamy chicken, which can be paired with lots of different kinds of vegetables. So I didn't, well, I will pair it with something, but you don't have to stick with that veggie. Stick with whatever veggie you want, like broccoli or asparagus or spinach, or usually it's green, kale, whatever. Uh, cinnamon buns, that's a repeat. So for example, 
So we've got Monday through Saturday, uh, through Sunday. And I think that these recipes are going to get us a little bit further to where next week I don't have to give you as many recipes in one day. That is my goal. Did you have a low-carb success this week? If you did, please let me know. I had a low-carb success this week, which is just that doing this program with you has actually helped me, which is exactly what I wanted it to do. It has helped me to stay a little bit more focused. So I have been more focused. I have cheated less, and I have actually lost weight. So I'm back down to my lowest weight today, and I am planning to continue that and just get to my next kind of step-down goal by next week. And I will let you know if I get there. A challenge for me has always been game day. And I've actually gotten over that challenge, but I'll tell you what it is in case this also affects you, which is that I'm great during the day, even when nobody's at home. I am at home. I'm working from home. I'm doing things at home. I'm doing office work at home. I'm going out and doing errands around. And I am staying on my low-carb diet. But then when the guys go to the game, which they're doing because it's game season, the Oilers are on a winning streak, by the way. So attending the games is not optional. <laughs> I get, I don't know, some kind of emotional. Like I get a little lonely or something. And I've been eating during that game day. So during this last week, having this support program that I've been working on has really kept me focused. And I'm proud to say and happy to report that the last game day was not a cheat day. And that is a major breakthrough because, I don't know, five game days in a row were cheat days. Um, and that was just really a psychological problem that I was having. Do you have a specific challenge like that? Let me know because I uh, would love to hear what you're going through, see if I can um, relate and let you know anything that might have worked for me. Um, and, you know, it just really can help if we can share what our struggles are. You can do it in a comment to this post. You can make a comment. I think you can contact me various different ways through the Substack app. And you can certainly email me at liz at lowcarbmom.ca and that'll get directly to me. And I would love to hear what your experience has been, whether it's been positive, whether you've had success and whether you've had challenges. I hope you have a wonderful week of delicious meals and I want to let you know as well Jason is not here with me today Jason is usually podcasting with me on Hello Smileton as well as on lowcarbmom.ca and um, so I want to let you know about Hello Smileton um, this is our comedy fiction podcast the attitude in Hello Smileton mirrors the attitude that I have towards maintaining a low-carb low lifestyle which is that in order to be tolerable in the long term, everything on my plate has to be delicious and packed with positive energy. So same goes for comedy and just ideas and what you're feeding yourself in the morning or on Monday morning. It's a complete approach to life that will see us through strong and happy physically and mentally. Subscribe to Hello Smileton at hellosmileton.com. Go and have a strong week. Enjoy your food. Stay strong with your low carb and please let me know how it's going. Have a great week. Bye for now.